Welcome to episode 11. Kill the demons of my mind Ever since you came around We a river running wild How could I have been so blind? This is the echo chamber. And we are taking a moment to appreciate this song. Friendships only pass by with you I feel something real. And I'd walk a million miles just to see you smile till the day I die. Oh, I need you by my side. We get high on life till the day we die. So good. This is worth the pause. We can talk later. Brilliant. I absolutely love that song. What a start. You're going to have to explain the context. (laughs) (laughs) Are we we doing the bingo this week? (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. Well, we could do the bingo. We could make the bingo cards. Let's do the bingo cards. Actually, you can provide the bingo card for this episode. Right, so Dave's going to put this into context. Why he chose this song as the opener. (laughs) After this. I did almost exactly the same transition as that in my birthday set that I was putting together yesterday. I literally did. I was like, oh, what sounds good coming over the top of that? I was like some snarey drum bit, and it's, you've just done exactly the same thing. And I was like... So this, uh, this set came about because it was my son's birthday um, in the park. Not, not his birthday, whether we were in the park Wh- or not. Which son? No, my son Finley. So this is Finn's birthday mix. Um, we went to the park, brought the DJ up, had a big picnic. I played High on Life, because one of his favourite songs. And then just played an hour of music. We were in the park, lots of people walking around. We had maybe 30 people there. Nice sandwiches, great cake, big inflatables. You know, as you do. It's the kind of thing you do as an as a, as a expat parent, isn't it? You, you end up... You know, Setting up little things uh, for, your, for your kids' birthdays. Just kind of doing, doing stuff that's just like really fun. And I can honestly say, I have seen Finley party to this song. Like, he loves it. Like, I, I, can, I haven't seen or heard this set until Dave's just like sent it to me this morning. So this is as much a surprise to me as it is to anyone listening. And I can... I already know what songs are going to be in this because I know what Finley loves. <laughs> oh, nice. Cheeky little strip back there. So it's what it's got a number of Finley's favourite songs, but it's also got a number of mine. You know, I've got to find ways to make the mixing work. Yeah, and because you've got a wider selection of taste in music, then it's probably your music that is is the transition between one of his and one, uh, the next one of his, isn't it? You know, you've got to find your way up the keys, haven't you? And also the the, the crowd. 
uh, I say the crowd, it wasn't like hundreds of people. The, a lot of the parents of kids who were there like my sort of music and mm, kind of expect a number of crowds. <laughs> yeah, of course. You, you've got your, your, your token tracks that always sit well with you and your group of friends. Yeah. You know that whenever you play one of them, you, you can reignite uh, the, 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 the atmosphere of a party quite easily. For us, when we were in uh, when we were in Cairo together, me and Dave had certain tracks that we would put on that would automatically. One of us knew of a, well, both of us knew at some point that these tracks were going to get dropped, right? So there were certain songs during an evening that we knew were going to get played, but we didn't like, you know, blow our load too early and, and use them all at once. <laughs> and uh, I should make notes. Uh, I, I really, really, you know, you really should use this whole bingo idea. I'm, I'm, I'm embracing it. Um, but you knew like things like Work It by Soul Wax or Housework by Mark Dunn, uh, fucking anything Heldens, like, you knew that they were going to get played at really spaced out points in the evening whenever the crowd needed a, a G up because our group of friends at the time were, it, those songs became uh, epitome, ep- epitomes anthems. Of, of anthems really for us, didn't they, like, in terms of uh, boosting the atmosphere and boosting people's uh, mood at the time. I like this. What is this? Oh, I know what this is. Nice. Playing it quite slow as well. Yeah. It's probably the release speed. I don't think I've heard a song get its release speed in like... <laughs> I was like, this sounds really slow. It's probably normal. So you can hear I've been experimenting a little bit with uh, offsetting tracks a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it, again, it's something I've heard Heldens do when he's playing. He plays... Yeah. Track, he does slightly out like you and I would mix normally two, two beats on the two yeah. beats. It, but the, the thing that I found with that is that everyone was doing that uh, sandbox and at Tomorrowland in like 2000 and what was it 18, and it was the it was the it was the thing to do with the DJs and like but the problem for me with that is when you've got like a big drop where everything comes in at once and it's that really gratifying moment for the audience to just like mosh out to. You lose half of the power of it because it's too, there's a, there's a, it happens over four beats as opposed to just on the same, like, or it happens yeah. over two beats as opposed to on the same. You have, like, you have it, to be really it has good a place. And there's a place for misleading your audience. Like, there's an yeah. anti-climax. is is just as entertaining as a climax at certain points. But um, I don't know. Like when you're doing it every single transition, it gets a bit wearisome. Wearisome, sir. So I haven't listened to this since I recorded it. Ah, um, I love this. This is great. It's like, it's, it is, it is obviously, it does sound like a kid's set. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's got quite really upbeat stuff. I love it. And it, it, you got to imagine the sun shining down. We're surrounded by grass and trees yeah. and kids running around with balloons. You know, it's a great day out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's that, it's that nice setting.
Now, it feels like Niles Barkley coming in. <laughs> perfect, perfect, now suitable. This is Frankie Knuckles. So, um, again, I'm not, I'm not going to put anything into context. I'm just going to explain quite clearly <laughs> that um, the, this episode is being recorded at a different time to our usual time because there's six hours difference between Dave and I. Normally, we'll record at two o'clock in the afternoon and eight o'clock in the evening for him. Or is it six hours? Yeah, six hours. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then normally we could both have a beer, but actually because of. Uh, parental expectations and/or the the quality of my stomach this morning, which is not very <laughs> Kev, good. Last Kev night. has the poops, by the way. Just, just uh, so which is know. very common in Egypt. You go through phases uh, of desperately needing an, a medicine called Antinel, which I'm sure you can figure out what that does. Um, it's it's actually uh, before nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, uh, so what, instead of get instead of getting prepped for the day and, and like. Us, me and Dave having a having a couple beers together during this. I'm literally sitting here drinking black coffee to try and wake myself up. <laughs> Which uh, is probably not doing anything for your stomach, if we're honest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I actually on a, on a private note, Sarah Newton, who is the uh, the wife of, uh, of an earlier mentioned Mark Newton, who was is that a, it was mentioned in an earlier episode of being a grumpy Yorkshireman. In jest, he's not in fact a, jo- a grumpy Yorkshireman. He's uh, he's realistic. Uh, but anyway, so Sarah, who uh, used to be the uh, my line manager, my boss, uh, who now works over in China, she she was like, "Oh, episode seven, you sounded so melancholy and depressed." I was like, "Sarah, that was the day after I DJ'd the pool party. I was hanging out of my ass." <laughs> so just to explain, if Sarah is listening to this, I'm not sounding my best today because it's nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I went there. I really like the way you isolated the vocal there. So for Kev, it's nine o'clock in the morning. For me, it's three in the afternoon. I am four beers in. <laughs> Here I responsibilities, my art. I'll be rocking up. This is such a Finley set. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you like? Oh, annoying sounds. Yes, yeah, okay. <laughs> Nick, seriously, like, it's like one step away from the blue dabba dee guy. Like. <laughs> Nice. So I was DJing Halloween and um, rocked up to the bar, got there at 6 o'clock. Oh yeah, no, you absolutely smashed a Halloween party at your school, didn't you? It was, and, and, well, and then a different event in in town. Yeah, yeah so I was DJing at the school, doing um, quite some work for secondary kids, which I'll come to in a minute. But when I was DJing the, um, the event at the bar in town, I rocked up at 6 o'clock, it was a comedy night first, and then it went to myself and another DJ. Um, who's very like Caribbean vibes and you know big big crowd maybe 150 people at it I'd say half the audience was white and when I was DJing 
all the white people are dancing around like crazy. When he was DJing, he's from the Caribbean, he's, he's black, all the, all the black people were dancing. So it was like, white DJ, black DJ. <laughs> he's playing like yeah. hip hop, hip hop and rap and like amazing tunes that I've never heard before, you know, completely different ethnic, et- we'll edit that word out, <laughs> completely different e- ethnicity. Ethnic, thank you. <laughs> Completely <laughs> different ethnicity to the music. Hey, look, mate. The way I view it is, an Oreo wouldn't be an Oreo without its constituent parts. But it tastes great together. <laughs> well, it was such a good way to DJ because he would play half an hour, I would play half an hour. We yeah. both got a chance to kind of come off stage and relax and have a beer, and then come back up and then like he would be like, "Oh, I'm playing at this key, this this beat per minute." And I would find a track to mix into and then play for half an hour and then let him know what I was DJing to DJ out yeah. of, you know? A little, little bit of pang of uh, pain in my heart there when I think back to Dave, Bean and Cairo and when me and him used to do that and we used to like <laughs> take half an hour each and then we do like an hour together and it's uh, just absolutely fucking I think brilliant. I, I think that's why I, I, I appreciated uh, working alongside you. I think, I really think he did. Like he, because... Um, he he's got a like a smaller controller, and he kept. So, so, he, he, did he, did he finish he, the night by saying, "I love you, dude"? <laughs> no, it wasn't the same. Good, good, because I will come <laughs> over there and I will, you know, I will fucking have a stepping on my fucking ground. Anyway. <laughs> But no, it's the same. It was the same at the pool party. The, the guy that arranged the pool party was, is literally Nick, his nickname is Oreo. Uh, so it's funny that I kind of bring that up. But um, he, he was the same. He hired one DJ to do that kind of one side of it, and then hired me to do the kind of other side of it. And it, yeah, it works perfectly. Everyone's happy then because those are the two main, most popular forms of party dance music. You know, it's either that mix between the kind of the more EDM side of things or the more kind of bassy sort of R&B, rappy side of things. That's what people are into. Like, and you've got to be able to either play both, which I can do a bit of, but I've, I'm more comfortable in my own sort of remit. I'd, I'd much prefer it if I was two DJs and we just fluctuate between and then you get a bit of a break. Sounds perfect, mate. Oh, I like this. Un, dos, tres, cuatro. So yesterday I was at uh, Dave and Stacey's house the uh, the, the morning after, and uh, their their little girl Frankie, because like, the other sister slept out that or had gone to, yeah slept over at a friend's house, so she woke up with the crack of dawn, obviously making loads of noise, and uh, wanted to watch Netflix. So come down, put Netflix on, and she and she desperately wants to watch Dora the Explorer. Well, didn't I get an education in Spanish? <laughs> very, very much like this song. <laughs> uh, about the same level of annoyance as well. So, do you want to, Dave? Do you want to tell us about the 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 
Halloween set that you played at your school? Because I feel like that's quite fitting to what's going on right now with the kind of the, the very almost like kid orientated sounds. So um, the school Halloween event was amazing and I think I made lots of people very jealous because we had a school Halloween event that had all of the parents there and kids there in costumes handing out candy. We were like high-fiving and talking to each other without masks on. Well, there were masks, but they were Halloween masks. <laughs> anyway, so we problem. did... <laughs> we did uh, secondary disco. And I was really, like, a little bit nervous about it because the... You know, I didn't... All I've got is this. Like, I'm very good at this sort of music. Wasn't sure about what, what them kids are into. So I contacted a couple of secondary kids and said, look, I would like some of your music. And they gave me some bizarre stuff. Uh, but also some songs that I was very familiar with. Like, they gave me Avicii, they gave me Ed Sheeran, Billie Eilish, Maroon 5, Panic at the Disco, Guns N' Roses. <laughs> and, I, and I knew those songs. But they also gave me a lot of K-pop. And I am not so familiar with K-pop. And didn't really have the time in advance to listen to all the tracks and work out what to mix them. So I just did it blind. And I can now tell you that in China, with a largely Chinese and Korean student body, BTS and um, BTS goes down a treat. Like, it was incredible. And Gangnam Style by Psy. I mean, the place went bananas. I think I played about three times. And Gentlemen, again, by Try. Korean. Sai is, Sai is the big hit with the Korean. They're all like, play it again, play it again. And then Ariana Grande was another one they kept asking me for. I'm like, I'll do my yeah. best, but I really, but it's going to hurt good, my soul to play it. There, there <laughs> are some good remixes, though. Like I used to feel that way about like um, some of the Jubilee du- tracks in Ariana Grande, like, you know, like, a, sorry, like five, five years ago now, probably, but um, there are some very good remixes brought out, um, especially of things like Jubilee, because because it's Calvin Harris behind it anyway, you tend to find that a lot of the remixes are very dance-ready. Um, yeah. Ariane Ariana Grande is, is, is similar. You know, she's produced by people who make it very sort of accessible to remix in her work. One of the songs that they asked for was uh, "High Hopes" by oh, right. Panic at the Disco, and I, yeah. I listened, like I, I was listening to it in my headphones while there was another track playing, and thinking this is a slow version. Mm-mm-mm. But I went back into my library and found Don Diablo did one. And it's really good. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, yeah. it's like it's dance music fast and it's dead easy mix. Well, this is it. There's certain producers or DJ producers that you can rely on to. to if you ever see a like their remix of a, a, a popular song, that you always know it's going to be like reliable. Not necessarily good, but just reliable. Um, yeah, sometimes good. good, sometimes very very good. But like Don Diablo, David Guetta, Calvin Harris, they all produce good remixes of pre-existing songs and if you're ever lucky enough to get like uh remixes done by like camel fat or something like that they don't do it often but when they do it's always very very good as well so 
I like this. I like that old kind of like wailing M people yeah. type. Yeah, I like that. Very happy. I can see Finn but dancing to this. I can see Finn and Connor dancing to this. I think at this point they're off playing with a frisbee. This is me just Why entertaining not? myself. Frisbee, frisbee is one of the greatest games ever made, especially with beers on the beach at Christmas. <laughs> Love it. Oh, he's gone there. I think this is one of Michelle's favourites, this one. This is, this is the, Nora the, the, Van Elkin. Don't, don't, don't bring another Nora. Nora into the mix. There's only one Nora. <laughs> <laughs> I, think we, I think we know that. <laughs> right, I am... Um, I will be back in 30 seconds. I'm just going to grab my coffee that was on the boil. Hold on. He's not going to get coffee, he's gone for a massive poop. Egyptian water will do that to you. I don't even know if it's the water. There's, some, there's something about being in Egypt. This is a clear party special. I just, I just as I was coming back then, I heard you say something about Claire Purdy. I was like, promises is coming in, definitely. Quality of that mix there. Is it loud enough? Cause my body is so this this song is uh, for especially for Claire Purdy. Claire Purdy uh, very much loves this song. Uh, it's someone that I currently work with and Dave used to work with. And every single party that we're at, no fail, she always asks for this song. And it's like. And everyone knows it. Like it's not just the, the the two people DJing that know it. Like everyone at the party knows that if this song comes on, it's because she has requested it. <laughs> I'm sure she's requested it at like staff meetings and stuff. No, oh, I have no doubt. Love you, Claire. 
Oh yeah, love you, Claire. She's great. It's a good song though. I didn't appreciate it. It actually is. No, like to be fair, I I actually have no issues with it. I quite like it as a song. There was a really good remix that was. Um, oh shit! I'll see if I can find it. I can't remember who it was by. So there's a David Guetta remix. Oh, that was it. There's a, a Moose T uh, disco remix of this. So if you like oh, yeah. kind of purple disco machine, it's a bit like that. And then there's an Ashworth remix, which is a bit like kind of slower. But the one that was a Moose T remix is uh, pretty pretty hilarious. So you've set that off again, haven't you? You offset it. Yeah. And it gives it that gives it a sense that the song's leaning forward. It's like running down a hill, getting ahead of its legs. And then you swap. Yeah, nice. I like that. But also, I suppose one of the advantages of doing that out by two sort of uh, slightly offset thing is you are making it very obvious to the audience what music you're mixing in and what music is currently there. Because sometimes yeah. it's so it's so subtle that people don't even realise that something's coming in. Whereas that's a bit more of a kind of look, I'm doing something, recognised, and then then people are like, oh, attuned to the change. And I think it has to be the right track that you do it with. You can't do it with any old track. You have to have yeah. one that's got the no, the no, absolutely sort of not. To it and and the right expression in it otherwise you just it just sounds rubbish yeah no uh, and you did that very well there but it, you're right it just have to be the right you know sometimes when you i don't know how you create new music but a great new sets but i mean i went through a bit of a dry period apart from the one we're going to listen to in the next episode because i was like i like to improvise and just mix stuff just to, to sort of play around but i wasn't creating sets as um as regularly as I, I i was and i think it's because i wasn't i didn't have anything to sort of base it on so like whether it's you choose to base it on a technical skill that you want to focus on or whether you're basing it on an experience that you've been having like the moment i went away to siwa which is the next set we're going to look at in the next episode I, I i started to be inspired by the experiences that we were having and that's what helped me put the set together but and the same with Finley's birthday, for example. Oh, that was a nice break there. That was very, very nice. A real sort of purple disco machine. <laughs> it's funny you should say that because I am... I've got a lot of extra time at the moment because I'm in between courses. And so I've got like three weeks, maybe, until my next one starts. And I'm like, this, this, I, I just, this is amazing. I've got so much time. I've got Steam on my laptop. I've downloaded some games that I want to play. But I've also got Ableton. Yeah. And I'm really keen to get into Ableton and learn how to make my own, or at least take existing tracks and existing ones make and, them and what I want. I think that's where I'd start with it, is to take existing yeah. tracks and, and spin your own versions of it, or produce your own versions of it. 
But like you say, you've got to have the right time. You got. I mean, time having the time on your hands is one thing, but it's about having the right time. Uh, sorry, uh, mind frame for it as well. Like yeah. if you're if you're not in a creative place and you're just going through a bit like a bit of a dry spell, maybe you need to just you wait for something to inspire you, and then and then you'll then you'll have the impetus to take that song and and spin it or produce it in your own way. Yeah. And what I'm looking forward to at Christmas time is we're going to. Sanya, which is an island off the south coast of China. Nice. Gorgeous beaches. Gonna do some surfing for a week. Uh, get, we've got a, a big apartment with a pool and lots of bedrooms. There's a bunch of teachers going down. And uh, we're there for a week. Nice. Come back here for Christmas Day. And then we're going to Zhangjiakou, which is where there's lots of good snowboarding. So I'm oh, sure. Nice. See the those, island and the snowboarding. Yeah, sun, sun and surf. Christmas Day. Snowboarding for a week. Somewhere in there, something's going to inspire me to make a great track. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Too right, man. We'll have like, you should do it for the whole trip. That's what I did with the Seaworth thing. It's like you, you know, it starts off chill because you know you're, you just arrive. You're doing the kind of chill beach thing, but then by, you know, by midweek you'll end up having a party at some point. And that'll peak the the BPM or, or the what's being played, and then it might then trail off in a different direction. Um, uh, might trail off in a different direction when you when you get to the snowboarding because it's a bit more adventurous, a bit more adrenaline pumping. Oh, this is a brilliant song. Rufus de la Soul, uh, um, and in particular, this song is a is a real favourite of mine and Michelle's. Well, I think I discovered it like. It's not been out very long. It was probably just before the the, the last year's sort of academic summer holidays. And these guys perform with instruments and their own DJ gear, but with instruments as well. And there's always like three podiums on the stage. So they'll play music and DJ as they're going. They're really impressive to watch. I love the sound. So good. It, it, it. Uh, this is this is summer beach stuff for me. Like yeah. I, I love it, and it's like very poignant lyrics. You know, I absolutely love the the lyrics of songs and stuff. Like when when it's when it's good. I think we've mixed this one before. I mean, probably it's a great track. Yeah, well, I think this is going to come up in uh, episode 12, actually. Um, quite possibly. If we it's amazing how our minds work. Often, we'll record sets separately, and then there's at least three or four tracks that we have selected separately without consultation. <laughs> then yeah. going, hey, I picked that one. That's amazing. Well, it's, a, it's, that, it's that synchronicity, isn't it? Like, you, quite often... If you're not tuned into it, you don't recognise that it's there. But when you do recognise that it's there, you realise you're actually uh, in a pretty similar, on a pretty similar path, or in a pretty similar context or situation or circumstances to to the other people in your life. And actually, that that moment or that shared experience of something, even if you are miles apart, but you're using the same track or whatever it is, it's normally driven by some element of synchronicity between the two people's lives. Uh, and then it becomes a talking point and then that becomes 
something else becomes a memory, becomes like uh, uh, another connection. So uh, I, I like that kind of stuff. I embrace synchronicity in that respect. I have to say that was a lot more poetic than what I was going to say. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I I was going to say he, he I reckon our period synced up in Cairo and they're still in sync. <laughs> ah, it's true though. I like this. I'm just turning it off in my earphones now. If I start shouting, it's because <laughs> I do this every week. I turn it, I turn it up so loud in my earphones that, that on the audio recording of the microphone, this what I'm saying right now. I always end up shouting. Oh, I love this song. Now everybody knows what's going down. Oh, yeah. That is like a, that kind of cyber funk, that, that kind of uh, Jamiroquai, Soul Wax or Hangle DJ. Yes. Like old school stuff. I love that. Like techno punk. Uh, not punk, sorry, funk. There's, and there's quite a lot of, um, te- of old school stuff, like Frankie Knuckles was earlier on. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's that sound? He's paving the way for the use of his uh, his scratching. It's going to happen some, at some point in a future set. Oh, Sorry, get the audience used to listening to this kind of stuff before he starts trying to mix on some <laughs> these, actual record decks. These vinyl decks. decks, man, they are hard. Yeah, I, I can't imagine they're very easy. <laughs> it's a steep, steep learning curve because, as well as also like they are not forgiving in the slightest. Like if you are just slightly out. You, so we play on digital gear. You press play and the track starts when you press play. When you play on vinyl, it's so analog. You have to, like I've had to learn how to balance the needle. There's there's balances at the end of the, of the needle arm. Yeah. So and weights that you can adjust so that you get the needle arm level and so that you're, you've got some bounce in it and if you drop it too hard it'll skip and then you can stop the record uh, with your hand and you just hold it and your brain is telling you when you let go of the record it's just going to start playing mm. but there's a, there's a moment where it, it doesn't quite get up to speed at the right time yeah so you have to you have to pull back a little bit and push it just, and you push yeah. it too hard it goes too fast and then you have to hold the... Yeah, Actually, that, that, that level of like getting the push right is must yeah. be really, really difficult because you've got to get that exactly yeah. right every time to maintain the same BPM. So it's yeah. just like pure muscle memory. And it's all done audio. You've got no visuals. Like on Serato, you can see the spikes. This is all in your ears. Well, that's what I found when I got the new decks because they're, they're, they're of that old school style. Like... When you stopped the track, it was like, it would like slow it down as opposed to an immediate stop that you used to. And then when you start it, you need to sort of, if unless you turn that function off, you need to spin it in like you're saying. And it becomes like quite difficult. And then the whole thing with the, with, 
like the computer can sync things, but if you were just using the decks with just like a USB plug-in, you'd have to beat match all of the songs yourself, and you have to then like squiggle it backwards and forwards to find the right beat, and then you're changing the the BPM to try and match the song that's playing. It's really like once you once you get your head around that, then you can use any decks like. And and the way you're doing it is even even more complicated because you're looking like the way it used to be done, like back in the day, sort of thing. Um, like it, so once I understand you, you that know, why once DJs you get that play right. longer songs with vinyl because there's, what we do is we put in two tracks, maybe three tracks, possibly four tracks together, similar BPM, you know, matching keys. It's easy. The computer does all that thinking for you. Mm. When you do it on vinyl, you're just looking at a black circle. And the exactly. only thing that's on there is, is it 33 and a third rest per minute or is it 45 and a half? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all you got to go on. So, I mean, there's so many advantages to, to Serato that you wouldn't get if you were just using that kind of analog vinyl. Like, you wouldn't see what's coming up in the track. You wouldn't see where the breaks are. You wouldn't see where the drops are. Um, you can't control the BPM. It's just set. Or you you can control it, but you, you don't know you've, what you're you've moving got a up bit and of down much, to. You yeah. just have to do it instinctively. Like, there's so many things, and the, the ability to sync the tracks is just like, that's an absolute godsend, and what a great invention in the sort of digital era, but if you want to, if you're interested in kind of legacy DJing, like on, on vinyl, that is so hard. But that was a very nice mix, by the way. I didn't, I did not notice that. <laughs> It really has all the hallmarks of like a, a kid-friendly, apart from that one song earlier, um, like <laughs> funky, funky, dancey, just like you can see everyone getting up and really just enjoying themselves to this, especially even this song as well. It's like a bit sort of me, myself and I, like everyone kind of knows it, but it doesn't come on too often. Also goes down very well with kids and uh, uh, and some adults. It's just songs with instructions. <laughs> <laughs> Slide to the left or like clap your hands. <laughs> I can imagine Michelle liking this. <laughs> I like, yeah, I mean, we, we love a song with instructions in. It's, it makes it very easy to follow. <laughs> So regular listeners will know that I put a cover photo on each episode and I try to find a photo with me and Kev. It turns out on my Google photos, there's not that many photos of me and Kev together. I've got lots of Kevin and I've got lots of me, but there's no, mm. usually one of us is on the end of the camera. So what I would try to do is, is find photos that kind of match the, the feeling of the set. I got into my Google Photos and searched for Kev and one of the videos that comes up, because it turns up videos as well, is Kev dancing on Dave Birrell's roof with Michelle. I'm not sure what the song is, but they have got 
perfectly coordinated dance moves. Like, oh, if is I'm this gonna the one where the video. Michelle were doing the, the roller coaster type moves? Yes. Uh, yeah. So that was actually right? that was actually uh, like we were doing it, but that was actually Jen, your your missus, who actually came up with that idea first because she was the one who uh, taught us, came up with the dance that evening to that song. She said, "Oh, this song sounds like a roller coaster." I'm pretty sure she ended up putting together some little dance with Michelle, and then they taught me that dance. And then we all ended up doing it, and then, like, a, a later staff party, probably, like, six months later, it ends up getting used, and then... And that's how... That's how dances or memories really? become, like, dance... Yeah, it was Jen who came up with it, no doubt, no doubt. I think that was the party on Dave Roof where I fell asleep in the pool. It was Dave Roof, definitely. Dave, Dave Beryl's rooftop, because uh, we, we had the pool out here. Well, I say the pool. <laughs> we had his, like, paddling pool out. <laughs> Uh, and we were all hammered and just like fucking rolling around in this pool and then she... she that's the one I fell asleep at. Oh, that was... Yes, yes, that's the one. Hold on a sec. This is uh, Dolly Parton and Galantis. Kev's just checking the accuracy of the rollercoaster story. I am checking the accuracy of the rollercoaster story. It was, in fact, Jen. <laughs> he definitely came up with the dance. And then we all started doing it on Dave Birrell's rooftop after a barbecue. Uh, but before but before the uh, rolling around in the paddling pool and, and, and you falling asleep okay. in the pool. Great night. Great night. Can't knock it. I, I believe that was also the same night. Oh no, it might not have been the same night, but there was also another night. To be fair, Dave Birrell's rooftop evenings became synonymous with people probably doing things that they sort of look back at the next day and just went, what? <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> like, like, send, like sending a video message to, your, to the opposing head of school and, and, and saying that they were maybe in a, in, featured in a porn movie. Ginny. <laughs> Mems. This is nice. Oh. Yeah, now we're getting into it. This is Say You'll Stay by Jack Shore. Yeah. Not what I would normally play, you know, it's not my no, usual No, I like it. My usual feel. But it was in the park, the sun's going. Couple it's of uplifting. Beers. Yeah. But that that wom 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 it could be oh, I love that I could love be used that but that can be very that could be very dark or deeper but like it's used in quite a light way in the song and it really really enhances it I love that as a synth sound like I'm yeah. when I over the holiday when I'm well, well I say when I'm when Jen's on the beach 
I'm not a beach person. And you're using Ableton. <laughs> You'd be there with your little synth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will, He's uh, so good to order, I, a, order a synth, <laughs> a little mini synth, plug-in synth from fucking Amazon. <laughs> I've got one. Ah, oh, I knew he would. Uh, it's on one of my shelves, somewhere. I'm so excited to get it working. <laughs> I've got another um, controller as well. What? So another set of decks? Yeah, so I've been working off the Newmark mix, the mix track. Um, ah. The NV2. But up top I've got a, con a controller for Tractor. Ah, which right, is what okay. Lane uses. I have Yeah, I've she does, yeah. yeah she, she uses that for... Because um, she's on Record Box. As well. Oh, she, no, so oh, she's she on Record Box? On both. No, 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 sorry. Yeah, on she's the tractor, tractor, she's on Serato. But then she's got this new Pioneer set of decks as well, which she... Oh, did she? Like, when I went to a party her house the other day, it was like um, the the DJs that she had doing it were on the Pioneer stuff, but she sort of felt like, I don't feel confident enough on that yet, so she was still sticking to the tractor. I mean, all good, all good devices. To be fair, that's a, the tractor one, unlike my portable desk, is, um, is self-powered. It doesn't have to be plugged into the computer. So you get a better, stronger quality of sound coming out of it. Well, so I've also solved that good. problem with my decks. I have bought... Is this Norang Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> oh, good, man. That's probably going to make an appearance in the next episode. <laughs> I bought a battery. So you can plug your oh, decks uh, in, like... Uh, 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 Oh, right, okay, so it's, it's like a, it's the size of a fucking car battery, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, it charges off, uh, off the wall socket from my laptop. Um, mm -hmm. It's got a big torch, like a really bright torch on it. Nice. It's Especially useful USB for sockets. desert raids. Uh, <laughs> it's got a, like a, a standard wall plug, so mm -hmm. I can plug this into my decks. And I reckon it'll run for like four hours easily. Nice. And laptop. Well, at least you get that. At least that's four extra hours of party, man. You know, should should all things go wrong, <laughs> then you can just plug it, plug into that. That piano is so synonymous with Doron Pure. I know, right? It's like her go-to, go-to music. It's like the same synth. I mean, they've all got it. Like Camelfart's got their the rolling drum line that they use. Uh, Felix, uh, Lost Lost Frequencies, has got his synth. Lord Nora's yeah. got a piano. Heldens has got his bass. And oh, Garrix yeah. has got his kind of up in the trebles. Da, 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 everything's great, sort of stuff. You know. I, uh, are you, have you ever seen those videos on like, Instagram by uh, people? It's like one song, and then he plays the same song in the sound of different DJs, and it just like works perfectly. Because <laughs> they're playing the sound like it'll look like David Guetta, and then uh, uh, Axwell and Grosso, or that, yeah. And it sounds so accurate. But it's true, like you need to, I suppose they need to manufacture a, their own sound, otherwise. In the same way yeah, that absolutely. band does, you know, you, you have your own sound. 
I'm excited to discover what my sound is. I don't know what it is yet, but I, I can tell well, it's going to be amazing. Well, when you discover Ableton on your, uh, on your beach and snowboarding holiday, I fully expect you to come back after that with uh, something. You know what, listeners? If I don't have a new song by January, you can be disappointed with me. <laughs> <laughs> Is this James Blunt? Uh, yep. <laughs> but it's a Robin Schultz. Uh, Good man. You know, after that earlier episode where we were talking about James Blunt and Melody and like taking the piss out of yeah. the song because they didn't actually maintain the musical double entendres all the way through. Well, anyway, I went away and had a look at his Twitter page and fucking hell, he is funny. I've got to give him credit. Yeah, like, he, well funny. he owns a burn. Like, he just turns a burn into another burn back. Like, yeah. Very, very good. I like that. I like somebody who's able to take the piss out of themselves. Oh, nice. Like a Paddington bear. Who doesn't love Paddington bear? meme game is on form right now yes absolutely I just found myself watching I love scrolling through Instagram with all the meme accounts and, and like I used to think memes are so stupid now I, I will genuinely read like 40 minutes of memes what the fuck just came in I'm sorry what I saw the time oh, yeah <laughs> Sorry, I literally just stopped mid-sentence to stop listening to what you were saying. I was like, is this Ace of Base? Yeah, it is. All right. <laughs> Beryl would love this. Oh, actually, Vicky would love this. She was a massive fan of Ace of Base. This is where we stepped away from Finley's birthday party theme and just went with what I was feeling like. <laughs> He's like, I've got about another nine minutes to fill. What could I possibly put on? <laughs> I know. Ace, Ace of base, I saw the sign. <laughs> Squirrel! <laughs> Actually, at this pace, it does sound like quite a... Quite like a 90s dance tune, though, doesn't it? Oh yeah. 
and it's got like a slap bass synth going on. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Take it into the life where you belong. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> that was like um, that was like a fucking that was a Steve Aoki or something. <laughs> Unnecessarily ravey at a random point during a song. <laughs> Love it. But no cake involved. Oh, no, no throwing cake. It's worth mentioning actually because t uh, episode ten was only released like two days ago. That since then we've had quite a few of uh, quite a few listeners who've sent in songs for us to remix into future sets. Oh, we'll just take a pause for this. Oh, you don't have to. That was not a very good mix. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Uh, so, in terms of... I'm just looking and... Oh, well, I do love this song, though. Oh, yeah. So does Finn. This is, this is why I put this in. Finn loves this track. Yeah, I know. It is lovely. Right, so in terms of feedback from people... Uh... At some point in maybe next week or the week after's episodes, we need to try and... Well, Sarah Newton said, I feel like I'm back in Coco Savannah in Stockport, aged 18. That was a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> such, such an unnecessary dig. I'm so sorry, Sarah. Such an unnecessary dig. Um, but anyway, she was listening to uh, episode 10 saying that, but she said... Um, Oh no, she said we're both being knobbed over the top of what is a good set. Oh no, actually, no, so she didn't actually have any suggestions for songs. I find that interesting. She's normally got an opinion on most things. <laughs> I'm just taking the opportunity to ruin this shit out of someone there. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then my mate Draper, who's uh, my best mate from home back in the UK, lives in Liverpool. Uh, he said, could we try and build in Scatman? Scabbity be bump bump! Oh yeah, we can. Uh, Easy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dave, do you want to take that one? Yep, on it. Fine, okay. And then his next one was You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. I'll take that one because uh, that's more. that was more my bag as a teenager. <laughs> um, oh, and then he also said, and this one is a very like specific joke between the two of us because he hated this when we were growing up. But the... the <laughs> The, the theme tune to Ulysses 31, which is a cartoon. So in the, it was based on Homer's The Odyssey, like the, the concept of the cartoon. And it, but it was set in space, and it was in animation. And it used to go, Ulysses. Da, 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 da. It was like, it was a horrific uh, theme tune to the, to the cartoon. So he, I think he's put that one in there specifically to get, get under my skin. So I'll, I'll take that one. All right. Um, so there's like quite quite a few that have come in, uh, and I'm trying to. The thing is, I'm recording on my phone as well as trying to look through it. Uh, yeah. So that's that's just a, a few of them. I don't know if you've had any so far, Dave. Oh, nice. Nice.
this is my two bars out thing again. I think it works really well with these two songs. These two songs are just the, the offbeat of the two bars works really nicely. Yes, they do actually. Oh. This is Clapton remixing Gregory Porter with Liquid Spirit. Oh, I love Gregory Porter. I love Clapton. Everything about this is just like right on my street. Wait. If you're in a housey mood. Yeah. This is lovely. Yeah! I don't actually remember how I finished this set, so the next couple of minutes is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I love that. When you record a set and you're like, mm, I don't know which song to finish on because I've got about seven more lined up that I could use, but the set's already too long. Yeah. And you're like, mm, maybe I'll just finish it here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it needed that of the basic of the bassiness. It needed that female vocal to sort of break it, break it over the top, you know. Well, this is Katy Perry with Daisies. Mm, in fact, yeah. it's Oliver Heldens remix of Katy Perry's Daisies. Um, if I don't know if everybody out listening to us also was it able to join in Tomorrowland's uh, online festival, but Katy Perry mm. did a really good set in a hot air balloon, apparently. I doubt that, but <laughs> she did a really good dance set uh, with with amazing vocals, and and they put a lot of work into what it was going to look like. She was embracing the kind of culture of dance music. I was yeah. genuinely impressed. I was worried when I saw her in the playlist. Like, yeah. I was very impressed. Well, this is it. Some some artists have like really sort of taken upon themselves to start producing with some some like dance and EDM DJs like Sia for example she's she could hold her own in an acoustic set like she's got an amazing voice but then she does these songs like in the next episode there's one there's one that she's done with David Guetta and the whole thing's like this really bass rave song um, and it's like so like not her style but she, I think she just has like a bit like Katy Perry quite an eclectic appreciation for different types of music and she realises that like maybe her, her singing voice is I know, it transcends a few different genres, eh? or it could at least be used in a few different genres. Well, that's good. I remember going to Glastonbury like back in 2015 and thinking that the same about uh, Lana Del Rey. I just I wasn't that enamoured by her, but then seeing her perform live, and I just thought, actually, what they did with some of the songs that she performed live was just 
a bit sort of genre bending, and I, I like that. Because I, 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 me and you obviously don't just listen to this type of music. We, we like loads of different types of music. But then when you get an artist that kind of moves from one genre to another, it's really interesting. enjoyed this set like listen to it again yeah same uh, uh not many not many errors I mean, one or two but nothing major <laughs> no well it's it more it's more the feel of it like all the way through it had that real sort of just it didn't have any darker dips it just kind of kept it like this is really really nice this is happy this is pleasant this is kids party ready adults would enjoy it it's a real sort of nice collection of well-mixed music uh, and and that's just sometimes what all you need isn't it like if you're if you're at a party or whatever and you know maybe it's a daytime set or you're out in the park like you said when you when you recorded this uh it's all sort of context and setting isn't it you know you wouldn't oh absolutely you might yeah you wouldn't necessarily end with that but you might start a party with that certainly uh, especially when you know there's still kids around because they'll be dancing around and absolutely loving it it's just that really punchy uh, uh, beat to it and it, it's dead easy yeah you could put this you could put this set on in the background of a, of a bar you know as you open at five o'clock six o'clock you, you want people coming in getting drinks getting conversations going it's all like happy go lucky music you know people exactly are familiar with the artists with the, with the music you know it's just a it's a nice set um, I'm glad you enjoyed it yeah, I really, really did. Yeah, and it's uh, and it's very thin. You like, you can hear a few. There's a few songs in there. I thought, yeah, yeah I, know, I know, I know. He's yeah. put that in there. The only one I was expecting to hear that didn't was blah 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 because I know he well. he loves <laughs> Armin van Buren. Only because I'd have to ramp it up to 135 yeah. beats a minute to make it yeah, work. Yeah, exactly. Well. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not really fitting, is it? Like a, a like a it's almost trance like it. Well, it's very trance, isn't it? But like uh, it wouldn't fit in that in that set. So you know, I'll tell you what. I'll add that to the list. You you have requested it. I'll add it to the list along with Scatman. I'll put blah blah yeah, blah on my next set. <laughs> right, and I've got uh, Alanis Morissette and the theme tune to Ulysses. <laughs> Great. If anyone out there would like that to request more music. <laughs> <laughs> I am happy to take requests. Kev's happy to take requests. Send us what you would like us to play and we will try and make it fit somehow. Thank you very much for listening, guys. This has been episode 11 of the Echo Chamber. We will see you next week. Thank you very much. See you next week. <laughs>